was there at the dawn of the second season of the Puffer Exchange. It was a port of call for fans from a hundred fandoms. It could be a dangerous place, but we accepted the risk because the Puffer Exchange was our last best hope for conversation. This is our story. Alright, and welcome back to Popo Exchange. This is Ryan. I'm Jen. Okay, the thing which cracks me up here is Jen is exhausted right now. She's been up for 96 hours. When she was just talking, she's like, Ryan, you know, I almost fell asleep during torture. You know, I had to, I had to hold my eyelids open and tape them. And, and, and her voice is gravelly, you know, gravelly. And it, it's gravelly. And, and she's like, all right, I, I think I can make it through the podcast. Let's, let's just start it now. I'm like, all right, then welcome back to the Pofor Exchange. This is Ryan. And I'm Jen. Like, how do you do that? Because it's Monday. I know, but like the energy just <laughs> like exudes from you when we start the podcast. I know. I have. I have. I don't know what to say about the haptic. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what made me blush? All the asses in tonight's episode of Torchwood Miracle Day. Good oh, God! Like Good God! Like, like Danielle too. Danielle is showering during Torchwood, and she get, and she comes out of the shower, and she's doing. <laughs> she's taking off. No, she's not taking off makeup. She just showered. She's putting on some type of lotion. I don't know what she's doing in the bathroom. And I'm sitting here watching Torchwood, and she can hear it, but she can't see it. And it's the scene where Jack and the bartender are going at it and, and I'm and you can see me I'm like my eyes are bugged out of my head and I'm kind of pulling away from the TV and I'm, my, I'm cocking my head no pun intended it's, it's just like I'm like this is new for me not me at all because I, I have seen some interviews with Jack with um you just want to call him Jack. John yeah John and they said they're going to do like full frontals and stuff there was nothing you could see nothing and you looked I was like staring well, I'm watching this, and I'm fr- I'm from Massachusetts. I'm ve- I'm very liberal in in on social issues and all stuff. And I'm like this fine. I'm like whoa, okay. And I'm watching the thing, and then we're Dan- a little backwards here because I'm the Southern conservative. <laughs> you're walking out. Like, you're like more, more, more. more. <laughs> and Danielle comes out of the bathroom to see what has me. So you know, discombobulated. Yes, thank you. That. <laughs> And she and she comes to the TV, and it's the exact moment where Jack shoved the guy's head down, and Danielle's exact response. Now Danielle is goes to a Unitarian <laughs> church, my fellow Pawanians. She's woo out there, and she even looks at the TV. She's like, "Oh my!" Like it was. <laughs> Oh my! Oh my! So, so there was. I actually have in my notes. I was jotting notes down during the episode. Uh, uh, Jen is having a wet dream right now. And I am uncomfortable. That was my comment on the Jack Zack scene. <laughs> that is so true. Well, I found the the, the Rex Zack scene kind of comical because it's like she's on top of Rex, and then the other guy's on top of Jack or Jackson. I couldn't really tell. They were both men. They kind of looked the same, and I could tell the difference from her because she's a girl. And at one point, he's like, "Ow, ow, 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 ow!" Because of course, he has a hole in his chest. So yeah. I have some issues with this episode, I and I feel too. like very negative right now. And yes, the sex scene was great. I'm I loved. Glad you enjoyed it. But I was so like conflicted. Yes, good. we got there. Good, Jen. You and I in these Torchwood episodes. I'm telling you. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so... <laughs> this has never happened. <laughs> no, I'm glad. Yay. Um, this is the first. Um, <laughs> listeners. Um, but I, I, uh I don't even know where to begin. It's like, it's like this episode came from nowhere 
and yet it still followed order. I my thought with it was. I get a really good feeling because there were comments I made in episode one and episode two on Torchwood that I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. This is a plot hole. That's a plot hole. And then this, in this episode, they bring up those exact points and they deal with them. So they weren't plot holes. It was always planned to come in episode three. And I yeah. love that because that gives me hope that, th- that the writers have thought all this stuff out and they know where they're going with it. And it just, it, it kind of makes me want to trust in them more. While at the same time, I want to know what the F they're thinking with some of these other plot points so it's like <laughs> so yeah there was just certain scenes and i was just like why are why are we here why are we wasting our time with this scene why and yet it made sense but and then some things felt a little out of character i'm sorry but when did gwen become torchwood well that was one of the things i thought is that in the first season first episode of Torchwood, remember when she and, I can't remember her old partner's name, but they're they're joking about Torchwood, not Torch, yeah, Torchwood Cardiff. They're joking about CSI Cardiff, you know, what's the maximum velocity of a kebab? And they go into the into the bar, and Gwen's job is to, like, hold the one guy back, and she gets, like, beat over the head, or gets hit over a wall, or whatever. And she's they're, they're pulling crap out of her scalp in the, in the nurse's station right after that. So, from the beginning, she was the awkward, bumbly type. Basically, what you described yourself as in the uh, little skit I made where you got pregnant on the boat. You're the awkward, bumbly type. That was Gwen in the beginning. And even in the first episode, like, Owen was throwing her something and she missed it and 18 people died, you know, giving um, semen samples or whatever. I just said semen in the Puffle Exchange. What was I trying to say? I don't know what I was trying to say. I said semen. It's a four-star for I, I was all confused, but she dropped something because she was a klutz on her first day in the office, and like 18 people died, and that was the second episode of the Torchwood. And then, like, by the end of the first season, I seem to recall they're, like, all holding Jack down, and they're, like, shoving his, his eye in the eyepiece thingy to take over Torchwood, and Gwen's now in charge, but by Gwen being in charge, I think it means she gets to drive the van. Like, it's, it, it wasn't, you know what I mean? And by season, now by season three, you know, she's on the run, she's in the back of a potato truck as i recall and i thought the first time i saw gwen is is really larger than than that you know bicycle cop that she started out as was when she told the intern if you need a job when you're done with this you call me and it's like oh gwen has influence it's that was the first time now all of a sudden you know she beats the guy she pulls the guy by his tie or whatever and like beats him against the top of the car you do this a lot oh so many times no you don't why have you possibly ever had to do that before so i thought that it's like the reinvention of gwen cooper into can i just I, which well, i love i love gwen, Asp- I, gwen cooper but i'm like yeah, okay okay at some point we have to believe that someone like Reese was appealing to someone like Gwen. Well, she wasn't like that and before. She wasn't like that before. She was. The she wore the shoes. Okay, she was all hardcore and innocent, and you know, deer in the headlights for a, a long while. Yes, but she had the really young shoes. Yep. Okay, I seem and to she remember does sneakers not. Of some kind. Yes, they were like Doctor Who shoes for girls. I'm holding in there with Jen. Hang on, everybody. And she has no shoes now that are young and innocent. She is all hardcore. And it's like, where did that part of Gwen that made her human, that made her like, 
likable well, and, and not likable in the way that made yes. you be able to relate she was a normal person she was the normal person of torchwood but you know what i'm and wondering now if, uh, she's not anymore she's know, all hardcore but you know what i'm even wondering if this is even a fair complaint i mean because think of torture we got 13 it episodes fair complaint. Well, no, we got, oh, don't you take that tone of voice with me we got, thir- <laughs> we got, we got 13 episodes <laughs> and then we got 13 episodes in season two and then there was an unspecified break and then there was uh the five episodes of children of earth and then there was you know an unspecified break where she became a soccer mom and and now we begin miracle day so you could argue okay you have the entire first season you know maybe she developed into kind of a badass by the end of the first season then you have the entire second season in there in the beginning of the first season you had like she was remember they were out in the woods and their car got stolen and the people were eating everybody and she, and she was very upset because people were eating everybody and this is sick that was one of the lines she had this is sick and you know going through it and then she's having affairs and then owen dies and then tosh dies and this because Jen told me about it. Jen told me about it on the Pope Exchange long before I knew about it. And then, you know, <laughs> listen for the next episode. That's what, that's what I'm saying in reverse for those of you who, who will listen. <laughs> but, oh, I had to re-edit the entire scene. It was a nightmare. But, I mean, you could argue that, you know, after Tosh died and after Owen died, there's that lull where you don't know how much time's really been passing in Torchwood Land, and then you have Children of Earth, you know, Gwen comes to work, and she, I think she, like, put her hand on Owen's picture and Tosh's picture on one of the workstations. You know, she could have hardened, but I don't know where that turned into the fact that she can kick the ever-living crap out of, like, four people simultaneously, if necessary. Like, that was where... Even at the beginning, like, even in the first episode, when she's shooting at the people and she's holding her baby mm-hmm. i saw old gwen like you because there was some bit of real life to her no well, even that was, though she had torture and that's what made gwen so interesting no i think that's the same gwen we see here it's badass no, gwen it's she's all, no she's There's, you don't think she's badass she's shooting in a helicopter holding that her is baby. my complaint she's completely badass where is gwen that is relatable to you i think she grew up okay do you know the scene where um they're coming in and gwen giving um, orders and rex is giving orders and jack's like who's in charge here and like that's how I felt the entire episode. Like, who? It, what is going on? Who? What in this Jack show? Well, but no, it's not. I mean, it was. It's always in the Jack and Gwen show. I just blanked. Who's the new the new woman in the trench coat? I just completely blanked on her name. L. Uh, it starts with an E. Uh, Esther. Esther. Thank you. I want to call her Elsie for some reason. Where the Elsie. hell? Did, I don't know where the hell that came from. But <laughs> oh, can we just talk about the fact that your accent is getting thicker? Remember last week that I was so I was like Lynn and you were like Land. I'm like no Lynn. Land. I'm like then I realized you were trying to say Land. Yeah. It was, it was bad. Thanks for making that sound as condescending as possible. You are very welcome, my friend. So, I mean, <laughs> I think that, that Esther is kind of starting out where Gwen started out before, and she doesn't know what no. she's doing. No. No, she is. She, she's no. Like, Gwen dropped the thing, and it hit the asteroid, as you recall, and all of a sudden, people are humping each other in bars, and there's semen everywhere. Because I cannot Gwen... believe that you make that correlation. No, she's the new one. All. No, she's not. The, but she, right now, is where Gwen was in Torch with episode one she's new to this what the hell is going on except that jack liked gwen from the beginning he yeah, she interested so him that. and no one cares about esther oh i care about esther. like i love gwen i love jack gwen and jack together makes me uncomfortable almost yeah. like jack forcing the guy's head down too made me uncomfortable but I'm really you need to really let that go like, what made me more uncomfortable was jack's drunk phone call i it's love that the guys in the guys in bed and jack is calling gwen i think i have it's Look. like Torchwood exists to have awkward moments between Jack and Gwen. He wants to, it's have, like... pillow, he wants to have pillow talk, but with Gwen. I know that was <laughs> it's the, and what's terrible is I 
loved that scene because finally it showed Jack being Jack and like having memories, which is something that the new Doctor Who does not. But um, that's beside the point. But <laughs> but he did. Did you notice the bigger on the inside reference? I, I saw the bigger on the inside reference, and my exact response to that was, I didn't know if they actually meant it was, like, a TARDIS. <laughs> like, Alien, like, technology. Well, no, because here's the thing. I'm really big into, like, you know, how are sets constructed and how big are, is the Enterprise supposed to be in relation to Voyager? Like, I love to know that geeky stuff. <laughs> like, tonight, I was almost late for the podcast because I was watching the Season 3 DVD special features a Big Bang Theory because I wanted to know how the sets were all aligned So because I'm a geek that way. See that. Well, I'll let you borrow it after. But the thing was <laughs> is that I don't know the setup of this warehouse because no one can know the setup of this warehouse because it's make-believe. So Jack walks into a room and he says, his, <laughs> he walks in the room and he's like, oh my god! And you walk yeah. in there and it's a storage room filled with medicine, which to me is not shocking. So then Jack says, it's yeah. bigger on the inside. I'm like, oh my god, it's a TARDIS. Because Rex would realize maybe this room should be 12 feet long because there's a wall there. Yeah. So I didn't get that. I thought that they were actually making a, a reference to the size of the room, but apparently they were just like shitload of drugs, which to me is not shocking. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that it was alien technology because I think they throw Who references around a little too much there. Yeah, it's like, don't... Yeah, don't do, do it if it's not a freaking TARDIS. Yes, do, yes, don't do it when it's <laughs> not a TARDIS. Thank you, thank you. That's exactly it. Here, here, we agree. So the episode begins. I have some comments here. Uh, of course, okay. we, we nearly shoot Newman in the head. I didn't mind. Yeah, because so he, he has to do that like whiny begging thing in every role, and I hate it. It's icky. You didn't even know who he was last week. You didn't even He's the Jurassic Park guy. Of course I know who he is. He's Newman. Okay, apparently he wasn't the guy eating off the toilet. People told me after the episode he wasn't eating off the toilet. He was shot through the I thought, yeah. Yeah, because that was that, like, skinny French dude or whatever. Which is not Newman. Although he did lose weight <laughs> on Third Rock from the Sun, but apparently he's gained it back. And I was checking out his glasses, too. They were they were pinching, pinching. Then they shot him near the ear. Very sad. So Gwen apparently stops the one police car coming to save Newman by throwing the little spiky thing on the road, which... Yeah. You think Torchwood, you think high tech, but apparently it's it's the old thing. Where they, did she get that? Where, I mean, they have to <laughs> yes. nothing. Where, what? I don't even want to know where that, maybe the same place Jack's gun came in from. I don't know. Maybe they stole the gun. No, the, did Rex have the gun? No, I'm talking about the gun from who? Oh, that gun. That gun. River has that gun now, doesn't she? I think River has that gun. I think she does. I think she does, too. Well, the funny thing for me was when the um, opening scene begins, you see the people marching down the street. And I'll have to admit, I'm a geek for catching things. I kept watching that scene over and over and over again because it looks like just as it you know fades from black and people are walking, it looks like they just started walking, like someone just yelled, action. <laughs> Go! I'm like, really? Because everyone seems to just be starting out. Like, why would they all stop? Is there what a do you think about the map? I find it a little melodramatic. I <laughs> so the second episode or the third episode, like, it's like, oh, there's a cult now. Okay. Well, yeah, the, the, wait, I do get it. The thing Torchwood's doing well is, I joked in the last episode that the doctor, the surgeon, is walking through the hospital, and I think her name is Vera. Is it Vera? I'm thinking Norm's wife from Cheers. I don't know who the hell she is. She's the surgeon. I think it's, this is the girl that had sex with Rex? Yes. Okay, yeah. Vera? I think, I think so. Are we ready to commit to Vera? Because I was, I was soft on Esther. Well, I'm 
I'm yeah, I'm ready to commit on Vera. Alright, we're gonna do Vera. Alright, it was when Vera's walking <laughs> through the hospital in the last episode and they like open the door, they're like, Thank God our cells are are, are dissolving, or we'd be overrun in weeks. Shuts the door, okay? Thank you for exposition. It's like they're dropping exposition in the episode and they they did a really good job of that in this episode. They're commenting on the fact that abortion, you know, no longer works and we have like the pro lifer at the table and, and you know, the, the 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 person on the other side saying we're talking about babies without heads, you know, this is kind of Okay, I did not understand the abortion. Explain this to me. It what doesn't they, work anymore. They, the baby keeps growing. The is baby, that the baby keeps growing? So what you have is if you have a condition where you know a mother uh, is pregnant and you find out very early in the pregnancy that the baby like doesn't have a head and has three arms and whatever, we need to abort because this child is not even it, you know it's a right, baby. right, right. We can't even do that now because the baby just keeps going. And what I oh, so wow. I thought they you know they dropped that little plot line in and it seemed like they were they were dropping little nuggets in from all angles which i think is helpful to kind of tell us how the world is functioning now that you know we're, we're leaving room for all the big plot points but we're throwing in this exposition whenever we can just to give you a sense of what's happening in the world for people like you who like to know who's using what toilet paper i my main concern about this episode yes <laughs> was the fact that it's like did jack used to save the world he did. Didn't he used to be the hero? Like, he's like, yeah, the world's going to shit. I'm going to the bar. He, I'm well, he's been like, immortal what? for 150 years. And I think that what they're implying here is... What do you mean he's been mortal for 150 years? He's been Im- immortal. Oh, immortal. Been I was immortal. like, yeah, that he's didn't been, okay. He's been immortal for 150 years. And they're pl- implying that based on whatever Bad Wolf did to him, he couldn't apparently get hangovers or he didn't feel alive. And I think it's possibly... A bit of it, too, is that when people feel like they can't feel pain, like if people are numb, if people, you know, have gone through a major trauma, they're going to try and push themselves to the edge because they just want to get a reaction or a rise out of themselves. And maybe Jack was going through some type of trauma as a result of the fact that he's the only man in the world who's dying. So he just wanted to feel something, anything, and apparently he was impaled over it. So that oh. was apparently <laughs> what happened. You got it. You should have seen the other guy. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, that there was... was so much that I liked about the episode. I I really am nitpicking a few things that just made me slightly awkward. After the, going back, after the gun to the head and he, Rex is threatening Newman, what? Well, we got, we, we got right in the beginning. We had them comment on the complaint I had from the first episode, which was, okay, just because you're, you're, immortal that you can't die doesn't mean you're going to be conscious if i chop your head off you're going to be asleep it doesn't mean you have to be wide awake looking around and people were complaining about the last episode if your neck breaks you're paralyzed you're not gonna be running around backwards you know trying to stop a mini cooper Which why did rex not just steal a box or two of the paint i like that would have been my first thought where would he steal it from um the tardis factory oh he probably did he probably grabbed a few of them because no they get back they, they, they get no they get back to the house and he has pain meds there and he tells jack those are his and he, there's a purpose for them already. yes but they're in a little medicine bottle because that he's taken what vera gave him well, may, uh, why not maybe he took some but maybe he has the medicine I'm bottle you're assuming him. here he did not oh, I, i'm he assuming you take he didn't take a big box did you, how do you know that they're looking out oh it's bigger on the inside than the outside he could have walked out with a crate of them but he's not going to carry around that costco sized container with them he's going to take the little one and then refill it and another thing that i don't yeah. understand yes. is <laughs> why is oswald living in in a crap hotel and jack and gwen who probably do have funds didn't jack mention having funds since like 1901 or something why are they living in a factory well i think well they weren't living Born, in a factory they were, li- they were, they were well, it wasn't a shed thing either i think it was a very dilapidated 
house, which is the one that he was living in in the first episode. So it's probably one that maybe he's had ties to since 1860-whatever. So I think it's, has, like, I think it's the family home. I think, I think it's the family home. Well, I love, they, they do two it's... things in the beginning. They do The first thing they do is they just do the whole UK, the US conversion thing. And why is the lemonade? Yeah, the lemonade. The lemonade's not fizzy. And I think you mean an ATM there. And I did like the line, maybe you want to drive on this side of the road. And Gwen's like, oh. I'm like, that was that was good. Well, then I wanted to know, because they had the CGI screen <laughs> up behind them, why all the cars were following her. Because they were all in her lane. So that was, un- <laughs> that was an unfortunate bit of CGI work there. But I appreciate the joke. But I wanted to know if fizzy lemonade exists. Is that true? I believe it's true. Have you ever had it? I have not. I really am curious now. I don't, I don't think they would make that up, but that's the kind of thing that, that, that they know, so they, they make that. Is true. it like lemonade beer? I think it's just lemonade, but it's fizzy. So like it's carbonated. Coke. It's carbonated. Like lemonade. It's carbonated lemonade. I am so curious. I think we should get feel a curious George, but the girl. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> they tell us that burnt and broken bodies will stay conscious. It's like people are supercharged. They won't die. They're running around with their heads cut off, literally. I mean, that is a plot hole that is now explained as part of the process. Whatever's happening to these people, it's supercharging them. So they're staying awake longer, which is probably more interesting plot-wise. Otherwise, But see, we addressed the issue when we talked the first episode, are people healing and I don't think they are. I don't. I think they're able to do more. Like I think the fact that Rex was stabbed through the heart or stabbed through the chest or stabbed through the whatever, the fact that he was functioning within 24 hours, all he he's continuously bleeding because I think they just have one. Did prop. it look that bad to you? Well, they have one prop that I think is just like the like the blood stain. That's the only shirt the actor can wear. But yeah, he's continuously bleeding. I know, but when they had him shirtless and you saw it, I thought it would look more like a hole. Well, no, I think it was patched over and knitted together and whatnot. It didn't look that bad to me. Well, I think it probably hurt. I love I you. Know. you. guys stabbed through the chest. I've seen worse. I think... Well, I mean, you have on this show that guy was like, had his eyes open and like his neck was cut off. That, but... that Well, I thought that was silly at the time, but now that was explained. Okay, badass Gwen here. We need to steal a car. <laughs> she beats the thing over the... <laughs> she had some very fine moments in this episode, but it wasn't very Gwenish. Well, she like to me, the- Gwen is the stumbler. Like in the second or third episode, who like accidentally lets Sex Smoke Girl out and is like, "Oh crap!" And well, that's what I mean, I said, that was Gwen. Well, I'm wondering. I think this is the new Gwen. I think this is Gwen grown up. I can't embrace this new Gwen yet. I feel very like standoffish about it. If she jumped Jack right now, she'd be back in your good graces, and you know it. Well, if anyone jumped Jack, man, I think that bartender was like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want you to know I was thinking of you. So Gwen hits it with a rock, which is my favorite line from Galaxy Quest. Let's hit it with a rock. So she beats the car with a rock. The alarm is going off. Everyone in town can hear it, but because we're Americans, we'll ignore it. And she's like, "Found one!" And they steal the car and the dry cleaning inside. And then they have the other joke. I'm taking, I'm, you know, you're, you're going to take a picture of me with a cell phone with my pants off. Your pants off, trousers. Not like a picture was all the Harry Potter fanfics we have. With the I hated that pants. about Jack. Why? When did Jack become fourteen? Like it. I didn't. It was like Jack is suave and leatherish, and like, like well, he doesn't epi- need episode, that. Well, in this episode, he was acting like a little kid. He was. He was and acting- they even commented, "I'm waiting for you to act like you're not 12 or whatever the line was." I know, which made no sense because he's not even 40. 40 would be childish to him. Where is his maturity? 
I don't know. Well, it's part I'm of I'm distraught. Well, I'm even thinking about the line he has, too, that you got all your friends killed. I'm wondering if Jack is just giving up and he's just escaping. Or if it's bad writing. It could be any of these three. But I'm trusting... No, because Janice Benson wrote it, and she's usually spot on. Well, I'm wondering if that... Then maybe that's the direction she's going, because they were right about the whole, you know, cutting the neck and the head still looking around thing. So they, they commented on that. So maybe this will be, like, the, the plot point of the next episode. Maybe we should... What if it. you think of them bringing up Yanto? Well, they, the only person I haven't brought up yet is, is Tosh. Well, I like the line because it was probably one of the best scenes of the episode because you have Jack who's in bed with a naked man, as, as he usually is, and he's on the phone with Gwen, and he's basically – hang on, I think I even – I jotted down. Jack calls from You're the so bed. I, I really – she's over here like <laughs> literally taping her eyelids open. Uh, You're immortal and I'm dying, which is a lot, of I think, of Jack's – discomfort in this episode, the fact that he's the only person on the planet dying. We're a good team. I missed you. They talk about dead friends. If And then Gwen says, if this happened sooner. And I've never been a big fan of the of the Gwen-Jack romance. And she said, well, if it happened sooner. Yes, if you had confessed you loved me when I was only engaged, Therese, maybe we could have done something. But unfortunately, I'm married to him. But we have a child, so nothing. I thought that was where she was going with it. And she concludes the sentence, if, if this happened sooner, Yanto would still be here. And if, yeah. if this day, not even talking about the relationship, if this day had happened sooner, you know, none of them would have died. And I think all the Yanto fans out there are saying, why couldn't this have happened sooner? I know. I uh, was. Episode 7, The Dead Rise. <laughs> well, what was I going to say? You said something and I, it sparked a thing in me. Uh, I sparked something. And Yeah, in my brain. And, and now I can't think of it. Oh, shoot. I hope it will come back to you because it sounds fascinating. <laughs> of course it is. Well, then... <laughs> One of them says, not much of a team, is it? Because this torch would sound to the two of them, and that was kind of what I've been saying for a couple episodes. And Jack says, we still have each other. Sorry, I remember. What what, what was the Jennifer? (laughs) Okay, can I just say, when Jack is talking to Gwen and he's like, "Um, you're immortal and I'm mortal, or how did he put it? Because that slut line sounds crap. You're you're immortal and I'm dying. Okay, that sounds better. Yes. (laughs) You're immortal and I'm mortal. Sounds like a rap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> never um, rap, never rap. I really thought with someone with his age, with his angst, that he would say something like, I'm sorry, because he would know what kind of life that is putting someone through. You were hoping for an I'm sorry, I'm so sorry moment. I was hoping for a understanding, like, because he's the only person in the universe who understands what being immortal means. And it's like they've totally glossed over the fact that he actually could share wisdom with others. Well, I don't think they gla- well, they haven't gone to it yet because he is I hope the they same. do. Well, I think they will. He hasn't gone he hasn't gone to it yet because he backing up. I mean, they couldn't keep him within the plot immortal as well because it would be boring as hell because it takes away the one major character. Well, yeah, he's got well know, plot point that he, they that he really has. They say the character. I haven't seen it yet. She's very upset. She's very upset. There's well, not enough naked Jack. I think we got plenty. No, it was only like. A Do you know how much naked Jack we got There's from Children of Earth? Shown, and I was looking forward to it. What we did get was Jack's bearing his soul here. He's bearing just about everything, except the only parts Jim wants to see. He's, he, he didn't bear that. Bearing. Oh, <laughs> and no. Gwen puts him on hold because Reese calls. I actually really liked that moment. Well, it was I great because Reese is like, I'm seeing too much of you. Show me the kid. And the kid's talking to her mom. Well, I liked that Jack was on the phone and she 
you see how far she's come. She always goes back to Reese. In the beginning, she did a pity, but she always goes back to Reese. And who well, I, that's what, I, what I felt, what I felt bad for was Esther in the corner because she like puts her sister's telephone number in her cell phone and they browbeat her. And she, <laughs> she's freaking skyping yeah. with Reese over here. It's like I mean, I'm tracing that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm jo- I'm Gwen Cooper. I'm Torchwood. Let me kick you in the face. Yeah. You know what? When she jump kicked Ling in the face, I thought that was like Gwen's one good kick. She's been saving that kick for a while. I forget who is Lynn? You We can talk about her. Lynn is the uh, is the CIA agent that had her neck broken and was running backwards with her head. Oh, right. Her. Why are we still talking about her? Because Gwen kicked her in the face. Okay, continue. And I was saying, I thought that would be like the one good jump kick she's ever had. <laughs> you know, and she was old Gwen, but apparently Well, because she she's got boots on now, and she would never, you know, do that with her regular... She wore, no, she did wear she boots did. in uh, Children of Earth. Okay, I... can I just say this too? When she was wearing the, um, when she was wearing those sneakers in the first episode, she was also wearing jeans. It was like a dress down day. Yeah, where's jeans, Gwen? I know, but I think that was the only, was that the only episode she had the sneakers on? No. Oh, I'm, I'm very sorry, I'm sorry. You know what she had in the, be- <laughs> remember in the beginning scene where all the, uh, eerie people started walking when they yelled action and Gwen was standing there? Know what she had in the bag? What? Pads and deodorant. Are you serious? No, but wouldn't that be kind of funny if she did? Oh, well, no, it'd be very realistic. See, I was the one going, they have no luggage. What if she starts her period? I I remember. That's why I said it. Oh, yeah. That's totally. I'm one step ahead of you. I did not understand. Okay, so she went looting or something. Looting? Looting, but she had Jack's. All right, L-O-O-T-I-N-G. Yeah, looting. Okay, that's not looting. That's shopping. She had a a debit card. I thought you were saying saying L-E-W-D-I-N-G. No, when you, when, no, L-O-O-T-I-N-G. Okay, because, okay, say L-O-O-T-I-N-G. Looting. Now say the other one. Credit? L-E-W-D-I-N-G. Wait, L-E-W, what? L-E-W-D. Okay. I-N-G. Say that one. That's not even a word. Say it. Letting. <laughs> okay, never mind. L-E-D-D-I-N-G. No! L E W D. Oh, double! I thought you were saying double D. I was like, what? <laughs> well, we had Jack. We might as well get to the other end of it. I was like, that's not even a word. Can you say that one? L E W T I N G. D I. Oh my god. L E W D I N G. Leading. And I say the other one. Leading. Um, I apologize for mixing those up because they do actually sound different. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> We're very sorry, our fellow Pavlinians. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. Alright, um, so abortions don't work. Mur- there's no more murder. Because the new murder oh, is you, murder. You, you beat the crap out of someone so much that they can't come back, so they spend eternity just trapped in their bodies, but they, they're charged with assault and battery. Assault and battery, so yeah. Need, that's... So they need to reform the system, they need to reform triage, they need to reform, you know, murder laws, and by the end of the episode, as the pharmaceutical company tells us, we need to reform pain management and, and prescriptions and whatnot. And I can't wait, I can't wait for the conservatives of America, or at least the five of them who are watching this, to go ballistic because we're going after the pharmaceutical companies on Torchwood. I really hope that's not, I hope it's much bigger than this, because I just hope this isn't like a plot by the insurance, by the insurance, not the insurance companies, the pharmaceutical companies to just make money like that. Just I can't imagine Torchwood really doing that. I mean, the last one was like, there's too many children. Well, they need a way that, I hope it's not solved. I hope there's either alien 
interference. There's, you know, who's on I the think other Girl in the Red Jacket is an alien. I hope there's something to it because if this is just the pharmaceutical companies did it with Technobabble, it's going to really, really flop. And I, I just hope it doesn't go there. But I'm just joking too because it was the, um, was it Ficor? Was that the? Yeah. PHI. Well, on Babylon 5, which you'd watch if you ever, you know. Oh, you're asking me a Babylon 5 question. Well, if you ever cracked out the DVD I bought you for your birthday, you would know that there is Psycor. Psycor was... is is a big deal on that. Oh, I, I kept getting a little confused. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna get right on that, right? Yeah. <laughs> she's going to Yellowstone. We hope she has time. So <laughs> she's leaving tomorrow. Wish her well. You never know. It, well, the day after tomorrow. The day after tomorrow. Tomorrow's my anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thanks, dude. What are you doing? What romantic thing are you doing? I don't know. I've got a pet. So you're not doing really anything? No, we're doing something romantic. I, we haven't decided yet. I've got to go talk to him in a minute. Enjoy Chuck E. Cheese. Thanks. Oh, I know. Ugh. <laughs> All right, so I'm looking through... Uh... Okay, I think that pharmaceutical red jacket girl is an alien. Okay, I think she's related to the uh, sister on wings, so What did you... Th- <laughs> Need somewhere in the middle. I mean, the whole Oswald Danes thing. I just, that was about what I was going to ask. I you don't to. give a rat's ass. There's I'm ca- very confused about him. There's, okay, in the first episode, he's a rapist, so I can understand the, the whole. Well, that plot. hasn't changed. Well, no, but I can understand the plot line. You know, first it was the plot line, or the one that I was obsessed with. No one else in America seems to care. You know, the fact that okay, did we let the people out of prison now? And they were rushing a law through to Oswald Danes back in prison. Then either everyone forgave him, or this Congressman Morgan thought whatever the hell's name is. We can't do that. We can't put Oswald Danes back in, in prison because we need to give everyone drugs. It's like an Eddie Izzard sketch, and now we're giving everyone drugs, so Congress is all over the map. And now he is apparently out, and enough people still hate him that people are chasing him from the, you know, the diners and, and then the yeah. cops are, well, my thing was, why didn't they just jump in the diner? Like, was the old guy who was dunking his fish stick in the stop them? I mean, <laughs> it just, it seems a little bizarre. I, I mean, it, it is bizarre. That's the perfect word. And I still don't understand. Okay. That really creepy scene between him and Jack, Jack's got the gun on him. Yep. And like, they have this huge defining moment or something. And Jack like puts his gun. Down. I don't understand what happened. All right. Would I, okay. First, let's get to that scene. In that okay. scene, you have Jack pull the gun. You have Oswald Danes say, you know, whatever he says, I wasn't really listening. And then you have Jack say, did they mention, did Psycor mention Jack Harkness to you? And, and Oswald Danes very... And he's like, no, Jack. Obviously say no, Jack, because obviously if you're mentioning Jack, you you must be Jack. I'm like, yes, unless the plot line was that his brother is missing named Jack and you're desperately searching for your brother wearing your brother's favorite trench coat. And then in that case, it would be someone else. So isn't it convenient that Oswald Danes just happened to guess he was Jack? I mean, I thought that was not a very, you know, plausible guess. But, and then he, what Jack is saying is Oswald Danes, he does this like horrible, you know, soliloquy on how he, you know, watched the girl die and beating her was like painting. And if you notice his eyes never, he didn't blink during that entire thing. He was crazy. And then Jack realized you're hoping someone kills you. You're hoping to be executed. You're hoping. Yeah. And I was like, really? You got that from that? Well, he got that he was Jack from asking me, have you seen Jack anywhere? Well, you must be Jack. Why else would you want to know? I don't know. I'm looking for, I'm looking for Jack. Is that not a valid reason? (laughs) 
But this is like an early episode of Batman where Batman just sort of like dun da da it must be this because exactly. and I don't understand how they made this the conclusion. And then he makes the conclusion that he wants to die but can't, so you know, or he wants to be executed but can't and he, he can only be browbeaten by cops, but that won't matter. I'm sorry, did you ever get that impression from Oswald that he did not want to live? Well Jack is the only person on the planet who probably wanted to die but couldn't. So he understands that facet probably better than anyone else on the planet, because although everyone on the planet is starting to get it, Jack has lived with it for 150 years, you know, saying to the doctor, you know, how long will I be like this? You know, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to turn into a big giant head? And yes. now, uh, So he gets that probably longer than anyone on the planet has, so I was fine with that. What I'm not getting, okay, I get the fact that Oswald got out, I'm getting the fact that you know, it brings up this whole forgiveness plot line, can you forgive people who are who you can't kill, and isn't it very interesting about what it says about the criminal justice system, and isn't it interesting that, you know, life sentences are now infinite, even though death is infinite, and all this, it, it's very fascinating. But what I don't get from that is, how do you go from there to the pharmaceutical company wants you to be their spokesperson? And you're now the spokesperson yeah. for giving every free drug. Like, I don't get why you would pick the child molester to be your spokesperson. I know! Like, I'm, there's a link there that, that it just doesn't make, maybe I'm dim or whatever, but it, like, I'm not getting that direct no, you're, Well, I didn't get it either. So. Because there's no connection. He, you can argue he can speak to forgiveness. He's a lying liar, but he can speak to people for forgiveness. And I'm getting that, but I don't get, anything about why this woman outside did you see him did you touch him what is it about oswald danes that is inspiring you i'm just i don't i'm i'm not plugged into that so i'm not getting why that is why and just to clarify the soulless mask people are not followers of oswald are they no they are followers of a new cult that believes that by not being able to die we're being deprived of our souls Okay. So we're we're the soulless, and maybe he speaks on some level to you know forgiveness within the life that you have, and it'll purify you, and so forth. And maybe the fact that he is someone who has committed this horrible, horrible sin, and he's the one who's publicly stating, "I've been able to find forgiveness, and I've been able to." you know, cure myself, and maybe because I've done this miraculous thing, I can teach you to do it too in your smaller little lives because you don't have as big of things that you need to be forgiven for, and maybe that's it. It just seems... Torchwood has never shied away from doing things the complicated way, and it just seems way complicated to make the child molester the pharmaceutical companies. There like, has to be a reason. I mean, well, no, I I get the plot on paper, but it's it's very 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 awkward awkward right now. And what the show has shown over the past three episodes is what feels awkward to me in episode two. They kind of iron out in episode three and make it okay. It's kind of like on Falling Skies. Why are we using children as our slaves? You know, to move cars after we came three hundred million miles and blew up the planet. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, think about that. That'll come up in the future episodes. At least acknowledge these little plot holes. So I, I you know, it is. I just don't. I don't. I don't really care. I care about Jack. I care about Gwen. I care about Esther. I like Rex. I think the surgeon. Is... I just wish I understood the sex scene between Rex and her more. Well, I think he is also feeling not alive. You know, that line with him where, yeah. you know, he got stabbed through the heart, am I supposed to be here? You know, and, and that whole thing. I think he wanted on some level to feel alive, on some level he's AWOL and, and needs to find purpose. I mean, I was I was fine with that. I, I, I don't really care about Rex. Rex amuses me. It's, yeah. So I'm, I'm is, kind of in that point. The, is, what's her name? Vesta? Uh, Vera. Vera, thanks. Norm's is wife, she, yes. <laughs> is she supposed to be part of Torchwood 2 now? Are they I, making her one of... Oh, I'm sure she will be at some point, but right now she's someone that can keep 
the whole plot kind of working. She can be the spokesperson to the world on health matters. She's something that Oswald's PR agent is very interested in for that purpose. So she's kind of connected to all these different plot points. She's connected to Torchwood. She's connected to Oswald. She's connected to the PR woman. So she's kind of gluing the plot together, but I'm sure she'll be in the lamb at some point. Mm. See, I said on the lamb. Wasn't that exciting? That was really good. I haven't used that line ever. (laughs) Using it now. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't hurt his face. That's not how it's done nowadays. I thought that was a clever line from... Wait, I don't one. remember that one. Where was that? At the very end where he tells his goon squad to beat the crap out of Jack. He's like, don't touch his face. That's oh, not how it's right, done. Oh, right, yes. Because he was being up by the uh, corrupt cops there. And I I don't care about... You know, I this... wish that they put a line in like he's too sexy. I don't think Oswald found Jack sexy. Oh, uh, I don't know. That's probably what's wrong with him. Maybe. You know what? He... His acting side, he's acting the role very stilted, and it, it comes. I don't, I don't care about Oswald Dane's. I liked him better when he had really good hair and he was in Independence Day. Well, he was very impressive. Then. He was like the hot guy, and now he's like icky. Well, I just don't. I feel like I feel like <laughs> back when I was watching Caprica, there were parts of the plot line. And I'm like, wow, someone put a lot of thought into this. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> so I feel yeah. kind of bad. That I don't like it, but I'm like, maybe we'll get better next week. I'm hoping that, I mean, obviously there's going to be a purpose as to why we're following Oswald. We hope. Well, if there's not, Torchwood's going to hear words from me. I'm sure they will. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, that's all I have from the episode. Do you have anything else you wanted to... Why do you think Reese... So, Reese is, like, being held prisoner in his house? Well, kind of, he's under protection. And he even was saying, they're going to move us to Swansea. I don't know where okay. that is. And uh, that was my, like, I was like, what? Reese is a happy camper. Reese, I hope he, I hope the actor, I hope Kai's getting, uh, Kai Owen, whatever his name is, is getting paid by the episode. Because he's like, oh, I get to do a Skype scene from my house. <laughs> I, I just made him Canadian really get to see him. Like, hold the baby up. He's, like, wearing shorts in that scene. He's like, you don't even, you don't even see me from the waist down. I'm still waiting for Gwen to have another breakdown for not being with her family, like on the plane. I think, well, I I do enjoy the fact that Rex is always like, would you like her here, licking the lead paint? Yeah. And you know what? She probably would. Uh, Probably. Yeah. I think she would, too. I think Jack would, too. I think Jack has a thing for babies. Well, I don't want to really get into that because we got like shy molesters in this episode, and we got Jack. You know, oh, well, you had to take it there. I didn't take it. Either. I didn't mean it like that. That was a little weird. So, <laughs> that was so all right. Weird. So, <laughs> all right. So, you're going to Yellowstone for those of you who don't listen to Perfect Weekly. She almost got eaten by a bear the last time she was there. Yeah. So, do, are you bringing your eight thousand dollar lens with you? We are. Oh, that's, we that's, are. That, that's unfortunate. We'll bring bottled water <laughs> and don't watch too many movies on the toilet. I'll take pictures. Well, not when you're being chased. No. Well, if it's a good one. All right. So you'll be gone for two weeks? I will. I'll be gone. Well, we're leaving Sunday morning, and we will be back a week Friday. Okay. I can't do that math in my so head. It's, it's too late. It's not. It's like 12 days. Okay. 12 days. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, do our next Torch with episode when Jen is back, and we will comment on whatever episodes that we've missed. So watch the Puffle Exchange feed, and when uh, Jen is back, we will talk about everything that we missed, possibly in sequence. Maybe we'll talk and about it. And hopefully, later. it will all be making a bit more sense. Ideally, here's my game plan, because my game plan's never happened. Let's watch, right we'll watch the next episode podcast, and we'll be like, okay, we're going to go watch the other one, be back, bye. And then for you, it'll be like three seconds. For us, it'll be like an hour. And then we'll be able to comment <laughs> as, as we go. It'll that's never fair. happen, but that's a really good game plan. I think that's a good game plan. Let's let's go for it. Let's okay, just, try it. Oh, yeah, we'll get right on that. So with that, uh, <laughs> we're the Puffo Exchange, and we're going to bed. Night. Bye. Bye.
that may be my last podcast. Well, you're going to live. You're not going to die. I hope so. <laughs> Yellowstone may blow up, Ryan. <sighs> I could be lava. 640 million years ago, that third of America blew up. It did blow up. And it's going to blow up again. Yeah, well, that's the spirit. I'm excited. 